The audio you're about to hear is ridiculous to the highest extent of the law. The views depicted on this podcast were shot prior to the current week. Any views spoken of may have already changed and are therefore obsolete. Marks beware, we do not care. Your discretion is advised. Welcome to Let's Wrestle with Dan and Nico. This is Dan. I'm Nico. And we are back with another episode of, like I said, Let's Wrestle with Dan and Nico. Let's Wrestle? Uh, now, let's, now let's, let's not sell our name short, bro. It's Let's Wrestle. <laughs> you do it best, man. <laughs> you do know how to sell the shit out of it. But, um, but yeah, we're back here with another episode. And this week we're going to be talking about this week in AEW. As we also get prepared for uh, Sunday's, um, well, as you're hearing this, it'll be released the day of Double or Nothing. Um, and we were actually looking at that match card as we're going to be going through it later on here in the show. Uh, it's looking like a pretty lengthy card. Uh, I was counting about 12 matches, more or less. Uh, what did you think of that? I don't know. I, I honestly can't believe it's 12 matches. Uh, I honestly have to cross-reference it to like a regular pay-per-view. Is that normal for them? And it's like, damn, uh, how long is this event supposed to be? I mean, I guess it's because like this is like their WrestleMania, no? Like if you think of it like that. Yeah, I think it is their biggest one. Um, but still, I mean, twelve matches. I don't think it'll go past ten. Maybe I think it might go all the way to eleven o'clock. It starts at seven central. Uh, the buying yeah. is at six, and for now, there's only one match that's uh, been announced as a buy-in match. But I can definitely see them throwing in another one, maybe a second one. But um, I don't know because they also go over like the previews for the matches for the card. So I don't yeah. really know how that's gonna work, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll get through it, and uh, we'll talk more about it at the end. Uh, but for now, uh, just to let y'all know, also. Uh, this week, uh, we decided to kind of just only talk about AEW because of the big pay-per-view. Uh, we will get back to to some more uh, WWE uh, with next week's episode. But for now, uh, let's go ahead and get started in uh, this week's Dynamite. Um, well, not too bad of a show. Um, they started off with the Sean Spears and Wardlow um, cage match with the guest referee being MJF. Um yeah, it was a, it was entertaining. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, MJF didn't doesn't take off the handcuffs of Wardlow, so Wardlow's stuck in the ring with his with the handcuffs on. Um, I thought it was actually pretty great. At at one point, um, you know, John Spears getting him. I think uh, MJF ends up pissing off Wardlow, and he breaks the he breaks the the, the handcuffs, and uh, you hear in the crowd they they started going, "You fucked up." You fucked up. It was actually pretty great. I thought the match um, did what it was supposed to do. I didn't think it was, you know, like an all-time classic. Definitely wasn't expecting it to be that. But um, there was some good spots. Uh, One in particular that we were talking about (laughs) off the air where Warlow just, you know, when he was knocking down all the referees or the security guards, I'm sorry, as they were coming into the ring. And he power bombs the shit out of one of them. But he goes like in between the cage and the ropes and just falls all the way through on his fucking ass. That 
looked pretty dangerous. I thought oh, I was like, my goodness. Yeah, because he like falls behind the like in between the ring and the cage. It's like, um, I remember when they first started doing the cage matches, and I think it was like Wardlow was actually a part of the first cage match with Cody Rhodes. If I'm not true. mistaken. Um, but like even when I when they were doing spots there, it's like kind of, it just seems sketchy because the the cage isn't connected. Uh, I I felt like at least by this point they would have found a way to connect the the cage to the ring or something. Yeah, I mean that was I don't know what the fuck happened there. Um, but and especially they knew they were gonna do the spot there. I'm sure so. Um, I don't know what they were thinking there, but it, it did look pretty rough, uh, on that security guard. Um, but I'm sure he'll be all right. And, but like I said, they definitely did what they were supposed to in that match. Um, now that we're talking about this feud though, um, we might as well just say what we think about, you know, what's going to happen on Sunday, uh, in this match. Where, where do you think it's going to, it's going to go oh, yeah. down there? That makes a lot of sense. That's a good call. <laughs> um, I think Wardlow is going to go over. Um, MGF is pretty much one. I feel like he's won every pay-per-view like feud that he's had. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, he beat CM Punk. or He did, he, he, he did beat him on one of them, but um, Punk won the, the dog collar match. But um, he didn't beat... Moxley, when he challenged him for the title, and I don't remember them doing it again. He just kept using the same excuse that um, that he had used an illegal move because I think the um, the paradigm shift or whatever he calls it was banned or something like that in that match. Oh yeah, you're right. It was it was banned, and he had used it when the referee wasn't there or some shit like that. Okay, so. But I don't, them, I don't remember them running it back after that. But I'm sure they will at some point, and I expect MJF to uh, go over. He'll probably be the champion, to be honest, if they run it back. So. Honestly, MJF, is probably, they're probably going to give him the title um, within his current contract, I feel. But I yeah. think this match, they're going to have Wardlow win. Like right now, um, I feel like Wardlow uh, can do... Uh, isn't there a stipulation where if like Wardlow loses, he can't so, yeah, sign a contract with AEW? Yeah, he'll never be able to sign a contract with AEW, so oh, yeah. I, I fully expect him to win this match <laughs> and, and you know get that freedom or whatever. So I'm uh, overthinking that one. <laughs> but it's going to be a great match, I think, though. Anything MJF is gold. So. The only thing that bothered me about this match was the fact that um, it didn't really bother me. It just brought back some bad memories because like Wardlow's like beating the shit out of Sean Spears which makes sense you know Sean Spears been fucking with him for a while so he finally gets uh, Sean Spears back for all this all that time but it's like how come Wardlow couldn't have given at least Big Cass you know or whatever his name is now Morrissey like at least two power bombs bro to like win like he gets one power bomb and then Pin wins like get Morrissey like something like to make him look stronger they shouldn't even have brought him over, man, to be honest. Um, it was just a waste. A waste. I did, I did hear, though, that there were reports coming out of um, WWE that they actually saw um, Big Cass or Marcy and um, were um, impressed by his performance there. So that's there's some good that came out of it, but I felt like as a character, I felt like he should have he been a little harder to beat. He's one guy I see that will be 
back in WWE at some point for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I definitely think so. Also, but to keep on going from this, so Sean Spears wins multiple power bombs. Does the does the cocky uh, uh, pin just a foot on top of the chest? So great. Um, then uh, after that, uh, big old mess of a match. It was a great match. I'm not saying it was a mess, but whatever. Um, anyways, uh, there's a segment backstage with um, the Jericho Appreciation Society. <laughs> They're talking crap about the backstage hand because he's wearing a Moxley shirt. And how do you feel about um, Chris Jericho trying to make I'm a wizard like a thing? Uh, I think it's ridiculous, and I think that's what he's shooting for. I think he's shooting for some rotten shit that WWE would do with the with the whole sports entertainer gimmick he's doing or whatever. Um, I don't honestly, man. This this has been. A little more entertaining than some of the other shit he's done. Um, and I feel like he's really like uh, starting to uh, just really like fucking run with it, you know, uh, with what he's doing. But to me, I think the most entertaining part out of that group is uh, these these other two dudes who were formerly known as 2.0. I don't even think they go by that now. I think they have like that ridiculous names that. Jericho gave them um because Hager is just well he's Hager he just stands there he's man um, he's just the muscle and da- you know Daniel Garcia um you know he's starting to show some more personality that kind of thing but um it's it hasn't been terrible it's not the worst thing he's done but um it's, it is what it is it's weird it's like it's like imagine if if Triple H you know he's an evolution right and I'm going to compare Evolution with uh, Inner Circle. So, like, Triple H is doing Evolution. Great shit. Great run. Um, and then once that ends, he goes off and starts another fa- faction with more younger talent. It just doesn't, like, I don't know. It just doesn't, I don't know, feel right. It's like Jericho probably should be on his own at this point or just away from TV just to give like the audience a break or he should retire. Ah, I don't know about retiring. Like he's, he's old enough. He could, he could retire easily, but he's still got some gas in the tank. I honestly, you know this is the last thing I'll say about Jericho. I honestly wouldn't miss him if he did. <laughs> yeah. He's had a long enough run. Um, I've but, seen enough. <laughs> and you know what? I don't want to get into it too much because there's a lot to talk about. So yeah. we'll leave it at that. There's there's so much more I could talk about. But um, after that, after the fireball to the backstage hand, um, there's a face-to-face with Hangman and Punk. Um, weird at the end, Punk demands to a handshake. Um, and Hangman, like, they get nudging each other and then Punk ends up pushing them. Hangman punches them. And then CM Punk's just on the ground like, like, I don't know. I guess the I guess the story that they were trying to um, tell at that point, the commentators, was that Hangman was realizing that Punk is in his head, and Punk was like, "Ha I got you, buddy. You you know you lost your cool. How are you gonna keep your cool with me winning the championship?" I get it. I don't like it. It doesn't seem like this whole story just seems random. Like, yeah, everything about this feud is just random. It's kind of weird, like um, 
it's kind of it, it's been a it's been a bit weird, but I did like what he said, what Paige said in the promo when he's like, "I'm trying to protect, um, you know, all elite wrestling from you." Um, and yeah, like you're right as far as that he's getting in his head. Punk is, you know, telling him, "Why are you taking this so personal?" Um, you know, trying to stay calm, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And Paige is, you know, getting all all heated for nothing, but um. I honestly, it's been weird, but I am looking forward to the match. I think that's just because I'm a big punk fan. Um, mm-hmm. And I honestly don't know what they're going to do. I'd like to see punk win the belt, but I honestly am not sure if he will, man. Um, so I'm do looking you, forward to it. Do you think that punk is in his prime at this point? I think CM Punk is, um, he's not in his prime, man. I think, um, he reminds me of like Shawn Michaels in his older years, like uh, towards um, the end. Okay, uh, where he's you know obviously a veteran at this point. You know he knows what he's doing in the ring. He knows how to tell a good story. Um, I don't think he's like what Brian Danielson is right now, but that's hey. because Brian Danielson didn't really stop as long as Punk did. He did have a break you know, when he had to retire, but it wasn't as long as Punk's, you know, absence was. Yeah, I, I only asked that question. I don't know if you heard him, um, but Punk had recently said in an interview that he is in his prime right now in AEW. So. <sighs> I don't know, man. I, I, felt, I felt like he was in his prime before he left, and then we still had a lot of years left where he was going to be still in his prime, but... He honestly was gone a long time, man. Seven years. He's old now, man. He's old. and You know, I, I feel like they this title run, for me, I'm not too excited about this match. I'm sure it's going to be a great match. But in terms of everything else, that's, that, how the match came about, um, how it's been leading up until now, like it just hasn't been interesting to me. And I think it's a little um, too little too late. Um, for Punk to win the title, for it to mean something. Um, we've already seen Punk go through different feuds uh, with Darby Allin, with MJF. Um, I kind of, and then he's been wrestling every single week, practically. Yeah. <laughs> like, first match of the night, and it, it just kind of, um, he's not special, you know? Yeah. You, you're going to, like, it's just he's just not special. You wanted and, him to be more like a Brock Lesnar that doesn't wrestle normally. Is that what you wanted? Um, not even just that. Like he could come in and do a promo here and there. Like yes, not wrestle normally. Um, but just in terms of especially with AEW because they only do these like they don't have a lot of pay per views. So you don't want to have um Punk wrestling five star matches on a random AEW. Right. So like. <laughs> Give him a squash match here and there. Like, let him just beat someone to look fucking good and, and strong. Um, I know AEW doesn't really do squash matches, but their version of a squash match. Um, yeah, dude, I just, I, I feel like he just didn't need to be on TV as much as he has been and I just be in there when he needs to be. I think that's more of an AEW thing because they want the champion to be the guy that's, you know, 
in there week in and week out and he's going up the rankings and all this other bullshit but pay attention to what they do with roman he's not wrestling every week but Mm -hmm. you see him you know you see him every week doing something a promo a backstage thing or whatever and maybe once in a while he doesn't you know show up for the show then when he's back it's like oh shit you know roman's gonna be on the show tonight that's how they should have done it but i know they won't because they won't they're not gonna give him the belt if he's not wrestling every week that's just an AEW thing, I think. But um, yeah, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to bring up the Roman thing. That's what I kind of paused a little while ago. But yeah, like that's what I'm comparing it to. It's like how they're doing the Roman. That's the way a, a world champion should be. Um, I don't know, it, or a star. I wouldn't even say world champion. Right. That's how a star should be an attraction. CM Punk is an attraction. He's he's not like I don't. I okay. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, he, this is all. So <laughs> but. Who's gonna? Who are you gonna think's gonna win? I'm. I know you're CM Punk. Um, CM I Punk. think Punk's gonna win also. But like I said, too little, too late. Um, good segment though. It was okay. Okay, it, it wasn't good. It was okay for me. <laughs> yeah. Um. After that, let's see what happens here. Okay, so after that uh, match number two, it's John Moxley and Eddie Kingston versus. Oh my goodness! Uh, Private Party. Oh, dude. You remember when they were saying that that private party was better than the Street Profits? Yeah, I was starting to believe it, too. I know. I remember you saying that, too. <laughs> and I was like, hell no, they're not. Like, No, man. Like it's not even close. They were so green, especially like in the beginning when everyone was saying that shit. Like, they were so green. It was like, what are you talking about? They're not even that good. They're just wrestling really good people. Dude, like, and their thing with Matt Hardy did not help them at all. Did not do them any favors. So. Oh, no, because Matt wasn't over. Especially with that character, like, uh, but the match was whatever, dude. Like, it was just like a normal, like, whatever match. But, um, we did talk a little bit about you know the whole Jericho thing, but this Sunday, who do you think wins this anarchy, you know, match or whatever it's called? I'm gonna say the BCC wins. I mean, how can you have that, Dan- uh, Brian Danielson and John Moxley in the team and them not go over? I feel like they're gonna beat beat some people um I think should win but i have a feeling that they, they won't for some reason i don't know uh you you're probably right on that but i'm gonna go with bcc because i just love that faction right now they're just they're my jams right now they got me behind yuda okay? so, so is pride and powerful part of this or now or is it just I th- like i think it's more of like it's a, just that I mean, john, yeah just coming together because john moxley and eddie kingston are close and they never really had a falling out. If you remember after like the the um, exploding no. ring match, <laughs> yeah, that that shit show. Um, put it really. yeah, yeah, like him, uh, John Moxley and Eddie Kingston were they were um, feuding with Omega and the Bucks and everybody, and they never, like I said, they never really had a falling out. So I think it's just a friend helping a friend because he got fucking fireballed in the face. Yeah, I mean, I, I just hope it the match doesn't turn into a shit show. Um, but it's just because when you have a match like that, man, there's just too many moving parts, and it can just be very weird. But chaotic, big old clusterfuck. But we'll see, man. We'll see what happens. Well, yeah, we'll see. All right, so Moxley and Eddie Kingston win that match as they should. Uh, private party isn't nothing right now. Um, 
After that, match number three of the night, it was Trent and Rocky Romero or Rapongi Bice, which I don't, I don't know what that is, <laughs> uh, versus FTR. Uh, <laughs> it was a. I didn't really care for this match happening, um, but at the very end, um, the interruption was well. I received it well. This is probably a promotion for the uh, uh, Forbidden Door pay per view in in the future, as the United Empire interrupted match. That's Jeff Cobb and the other guy. I I didn't write down his name. <laughs> I only watched. Yeah, I don't. I I forgot his name. I think it's something like Khan or some shit. But um, I. Only watched this match to be honest because FTR was in it. I don't give a shit about Rocky Romero, and I'm sorry not to give a shit about Beretta, even though I've been a big fan before. But um, I I thought that that Jeff Cobb and the other dude invasion was pretty. Uh, I was like, damn, um, didn't expect this to happen. Um, and I'm glad that they did it the way they did instead of doing the lights out shit. They've been doing enough of that. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, well, it's setting up, obviously, for that pay-per-view, which I believe is in June. Uh, we'll talk about more of that when it comes around. But, um, but yeah, not really too too much going on there. I'll say this, though, though, um, because these teams are talking about the IWGP um, tag team titles. I feel like at the Forbidden Dark pay-per-view, that's what it's going to lead up to. Maybe, like, a, a title versus title match for the um, Ring of Honor titles and the IWGP. Who even are the champions? Because it's not Jeff Cobb and that dude. That I thought they were when they came in. I was like, oh, they must be the champions. But then they were saying that they're also trying to get the titles. So, well, I'm thinking that maybe if this happens, because uh, New Japan throws shows like all the fucking time. So it could possibly be that Jeff Cobb and the other dude win the titles, just so they can have it for the pay per view. But they could also not. So. Um, for sure, they'll probably they're more than likely to be in that pay per view. But with the IWGP titles on the line, the Ring of Honor t- titles on the line would be would make it a little more interesting. Oh, it says right now the current champions are a Bullet Club, which is made out of ba- Battle oh. of Clay and Chase Owens. Okay, okay, okay. There is definitely going to be some Bullet uh, Bullet Club uh, presence there at that pay per view. Yeah, without a doubt. But to move on. Um, we have match number four, which is Ricky Starks versus Swerve Strickland versus Jungle Boy. This is actually a pretty interesting match. It was actually well, pretty well done. For yeah, that was match, good. Dude. Um, there were some high spots. Like, I can't really remember. I didn't really notate too many. Um, but to talk about this, to go to the next thing, uh, not the next thing, but the pay-per-view. So... I think I talked about this a little bit last week, but it still blows my mind that Christian is the one who who offered a triple threat tag team match for the titles when his boys are the champions. It doesn't make any sense to me why they did that. <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks with his prop title, and then <laughs> versus... Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, Jungle Express, tag team, AEW tag team champions, versus Swerve Strickland and oh shit, dude, I'm like having a brain fart right now. Uh, Keith Lee, I'm sorry, Keith Lee, <laughs> real bad right now. Um, and which their finisher is fucking great, but man, I, honestly, I can't see who could win this match. Like, 
there's an argument to be had for any one of these teams to win. Um, I probably would want to see Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland because I feel like Keith, out of both teams, like if anybody, Keith Lee just deserves gold around his waist. Um, I know Ricky Starks and Powers Hobbs have been there for a while, but they got that FTW title. They, they can, you know, stroll around with that. Keith Lee needs real shit. I, I think uh, I'm starting to lean towards, I'm thinking that um, Keith Lee and Strickland are going to win, um, and I think they're going to pin Powerhouse Hobbs or Ricky Starks to win it, not necessarily pin the champions, um, mm. and then you know do another match, because I think eventually Christian is going to turn on Jungle Boy. Um, and mm. I, yeah, I am leaning towards um, Keith Lee winning it, and I wasn't a big fan of the team before, I'm not a big fan now, but um, I think they're both great in the ring, and um, it could work, man. It could be like a like transition champions, you know, to the next whoever it's gonna be. But yeah, well, yeah, I just thought about this right now, and it's just a hypothetical. Um, let's say that. Uh, uh, so we both chose Swerve and Keith Lee on that uh, pay per view match, but let's just talk about a perhaps aftermath. Uh, Lucha Express, Jungle Express, whatever the fuck they're called. I think I named it wrong earlier. Uh, Jungle Express. Um, let's say Christian turns on uh, Jungle Boy, right? <laughs> this is like stupid. It probably will never happen. But what if they take the mask off of Luchasaurus and he becomes Christian's Tyson Tomko? So they both. <laughs> what if turn that it. is Tyson Tomko? It's not Tyson Tomko, dude. I know, <laughs> I know damn well it's not. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> But <laughs> that's so that'd be fucking funny, dude. It was me, Austin. It, it was, was me, me all, all along. along. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, but yeah, like, what if they do that? What if Christian turns on Jungle Boy, but also Luchasaurus, and then Luchasaurus takes off the mask finally? Because that's not gonna get him anywhere. I'm it's just saying, not, like, it's like he just needs to drop the gimmick and be himself. Um, but yeah, what if they turn on Jungle Boy like that? I, uh, Christian always works well with a with a heavy hitter behind him. He always worked well with Tyson Tomko. Dude, that'd be great, man. Now that you said that, that'd be fucking great. <laughs> I'm so down for that, man. That would change my whole perspective, like my whole, just my opinion on this fucking dinosaur who thinks hey, he's a dinosaur. Hire me, Tony. Call me. <laughs> Beat me. <laughs> but yeah, that's a fun like little hypothetical I just thought about right now. Um. So, hey, man, it'd be pretty dope because I wouldn't mean, be. Yeah, Christian. Christian is just better as a heel. He needs to be a heel. He is. All right. So after that, we had a Thunder Rosa promo. Um, pretty good promo. I feel like um, Deebs or whatever her name is. <laughs> I'm bad with names, bro. It's freaking horrible. Deebs. Um, yeah, she had a better promo last week. Um, I'm still not really sold on Thunder Rosa too much. Like, I really want to get behind her, and I. I've always been a fan, but it's just um I don't know. And she hasn't really been featured uh or she really hasn't had a match at all, I think, since she won the title. No. Uh, oh, she won at the ladder match, right? Or the She match? won in yeah, she won like mid March, um, that title. But I honestly, man, I would love to see Serena D win this match and everyone kinda be shocked at that and then build Thunder Rosa back up to beat her eventually uh for it but um 
I don't think that's what they're going to do. I think Thunder Rosa got a pretty good pop uh, this past week, more or less. But um, I don't know. Her her promos seem kind of awkward sometimes. I don't know if you're getting that same vibe. Uh, I feel like it's just the, the accent, like the language barrier a little bit. Like she, she knows English. It's, I'm not saying she doesn't, but it can kind of throw it off a little bit. It's like, yeah. I think she can be like an Asuka where if she uses like more Spanish and English, like, you know, Tex-Mex it up, bro. Like just fucking. And I'm not saying that Serena Deeb is Charlotte Flair because she's nowhere close to it. But no. dude, she has like the potential to be like that kind of type of heel for them in mm-hmm. AEW. She's fucking great in the ring. And we saw that promo she did last week, which was pretty good. Um, dude, she's only gonna get better. You would think. I mean, I, mean, I don't know because she's already like. I think she's as good as she's gonna ever get. I won't. I won't say that she can only get better because she's been wrestling for a while. Let's not pretend like she's a young buck that can only get better. She's yeah, but on national television as a wrestler because she's. She was mm. on SmackDown with Punk's whole thing back in the day, but yeah. she wasn't really a wrestler. She was just like one of his followers, and she never really got that run or a chance, really, that I remember in WWE. This is her the first time that she's on national television, and she's fucking thriving now after this feud that she had with Sheeta. But mm. I hope they put the title, and I know they will at some point. I don't know if it's going to be on Sunday, but we'll see. It'd be interesting. I think that's a better plan, actually, than just to have Thunder Rosa beat her. I think if uh, Serena Deeb actually wins, um, would be a better story in the long run um, for Thunder Rosa to try to, to run, run back and get that title. Thunder Rosa did have a match, actually, recently on the, um, that Saturday champion, like the title. Um, battle of the Belt shit. Battle of the Belts, I, thank you. I, she doesn't have to beat her clean, but uh, maybe, she can, maybe she can pass out in her, you know, on a fucking submission hold or something. I don't know. Something. It would be cool. I, I think it would be, be- better for the story long, long, um, long term than it. But we'll see what AEW does. They probably are going to have Thunder Rosa win. But I, I'm going to pick Serena Deeb for this one. I'm picking Serena Deeb, man. Fuck it. Fuck it. All right. Now we'll bucket that shit. So we're going to keep going <laughs> to the next match. Uh, match number five of the night. Um, is Britt Baker versus Tony Storm. Um, my notes are here. Um, let's see here. Um, Haiti? Haiti, what's her face? Uh, Jamie Hater. Hater. Oh, I put two E's. I, put, I should have put an R. <laughs> Hater um, comes to the ring, almost cost Britt Baker the match. I thought this was going to set up something, but it didn't. I feel like it was a botched finish, though, in the match. Because if you notice, um, when Britt Baker was uh, rolled up Tony Storm, um, Hater went running around like she was supposed to be there for Baker to hold her while she was pinning her. Yeah, well, Baker ended up holding the ropes anyways, but I don't know. It kind of seemed like a botch finish in, in terms of that part. Um, this was an okay match. I honestly was was expecting more from it because Same. of the Storm Hater match that happened a couple weeks back on um, Rampage. Man, that now, match was fucking amazing. That one I wanted to see more. I was like, damn. Um, but this one was, like you said, I definitely thought it'd be better. Um, I fully expect, though, Britt Baker to win this tournament. And, yeah, uh, it was it was all right, you know? Yeah, the, the more than likely she'll, she is going to win. 
I, I'm still gonna I'm gonna say that Statlander should be well, the winner of this one, but we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that when we get to it. But uh, what did we have next on the card for Dynamite? All right. There, Nico. So next on the card is Kyle O'Reilly versus Samoa Joe, and this one was the main event, and it deserved to be the main event, best match of the night by far. Heavy hitting, dude, back and forth. Um, everyone was wrestling the way they should have been wrestling. I mean, Kyle O'Reilly's style is actually perfect for any type of wrestler that he's going to be going against because it's like a mixture of um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, so that can work on any... Like, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is made for fighting bigger people. So it's perfect against Smojo. Um, and then Smojo does win. A match of the night for sure. Hands down. I won't disagree. Um, I think um, it was a good match. Uh, I like Kyle O'Reilly a lot. Um, but I knew Samoa Joe was going to win that. And who do you have, though, in this final with Adam Cole and Samoa Joe for the Owen Hart final at Double or Nothing? Uh, this is a good, that's a good one. Honestly, though, I feel like AEW is going to fuck this one up. And I feel like Adam Cole is going to win, <clears throat> but because of Jay Lethal. Not even because of Kyle O'Reilly and them. It's going to be because of Jay Lethal. Fuck, um, I, w- I don't want to see that. I don't want to see it either, but I feel like they're going to fuck it up that way. Um, I, I think Adam Cole's going to win, but I don't see, I don't see where he's going to beat him clean. I just don't see that happening. Yeah, so you're no. probably right on that Jay Lethal shit. So. I know. It, we'll be lucky if it's... Um, Kyle O'Reilly and Fish going out there to to fucking um, interrupt and cost Mojo the match, but that could be a great match also. I just hope that the finish is what it is going to be as good. Had you, Samoa Joe and Kyle O'Reilly, uh, and not Kyle O'Reilly, um, Samoa Joe and Adam Cole ever faced each other? So, so they've never had a match, and I was about to bring up, I don't know if you remember, towards the end of uh, where Joe was in NXT before he left, and Adam Cole before he left, they did like a little angle where basically Samoa Joe choked him the fuck out backstage and just made him look like a little bitch. Um, so I still remember that shit. So I'm like, man, I don't see Adam Cole. Nobody really believes Adam Cole could really fuck up Samoa Joe in a fight. Um, I don't think but thinks Adam Cole can fuck up anybody in a real fight. I want to believe again so bad in Adam Cole, man, but I don't know. But I, I do think this match, he will win it, and it'll be the start of another, you know, Adam Cole kind of run. Uh, not this other bullshit he's been doing with the best friends before this. Um, I don't know, man. There's like not much people that they can go against. I think the, the like I think the next feud that they can go against against another faction is probably the BCC. Yeah, well, and that's we, if Kenny Omega doesn't come back. Yeah, I I think we'll get that at some point, but um, I think Omega and and the Bucks or whatever whatever they're gonna do there is 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 up next after this pay per view. But fuck, man, I wish Adam Cole was you know just looked at the way he was looked at before, man. Like, but honestly, eh. I think Adam Cole should have stayed in WWE because, like, AEW, yes, he can. I guess have more freedom. I don't know. I don't know what they were going to do with him in WWE, but I feel like they're the talent is just, there's just too much talent in AEW. 
Like, when is it really going to be his turn to be on top? But if the... It won't be now. I'm thinking in, like, two years. But that's enough time to build him up. There's a lot of other guys I think he could have a feud with. I mean, you got guys like Keith Lee. He could have feuds with... Cole and Keith Lee? I mean, in AEW this time. Yeah, that's true. They can do... I don't know. I don't know what else they would do differently. They have a lot of... We've talked about that they have a lot of... um, a lot of talent um, and not enough time to show it all. But yeah. um, I, I I have faith that Adam Cole will uh, get back to that same, uh, you know, status because he's Adam fucking Cole, baby. But, but we'll, we'll see, man. I, we'll see. I think he should win this match, though. But we'll see how they do it. Yeah, Samoa Joe's already had his time. He's, he's an older older guy. I agree. Alrighty, so that was the Dynamite show in total. It was an okay show. Um, I felt like it could have done better. Um, it being like the, you know, the end all. Um, did something happen on Dynamite that I didn't? No, I think it was I think- last week. But I think oh, I'm talking. I'm thinking about Rampage last week when when um Daniel Bryan fell down. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for Dynamite. It was an okay show though. It wasn't like amazing, but. It's setting it up, setting the stage for Sunday. Yeah, I thought it was okay. Uh, it wasn't bad. Uh, I'll say it was good. I won't say it was great. But um, but yeah, but moving on to Rampage, um, it was actually live, which I was surprised that it was. Uh, made it a little more intriguing. But they kicked off the show. Still a one-hour Rampage, but just live. Uh, they kicked it off with Brian Danielson. Versus Matt Seidel in a match where we would see if Brian Danielson is ready to go after that incident that you talked about just now. Um, and the match was, you know, it was good because of Brian Danielson. Um, yeah. Not really a fan anymore of Seidel. Um, he's just kind of happy to be there, I think. And, oh, yeah. it, you know, it did what it did. You know, Brian beat him. Um, not really much to say about that. We talked about the match. Going into Sunday, um, and Brian Danielson was moving like, I you know like normal. Um, I don't That's think, good. yeah, he's gonna be hey, all right. You had sent me something that there reports. I keep saying reports, but that's all I can really call them. Um, that Daniel Bryan and um, really Rigo actually get to the tapings real early, and they just start yeah. working the ring. Um, I think it's like super cool that, and then they just invite anyone who wants to learn. And, um, I think that's really dope because that's what Brian, um, should be doing at this point. And then William Regal is just like a fountain of fucking knowledge, um, which his podcast is going to be, um, dropping soon. I think within this week, I know it's already on ad free shows, um, which is like a subscription service for those Conrad Thompson podcasts. Yeah. Um, but I'm looking forward to that one. I love to listen to all those podcasts with all these legends because you get to peek in the mind of of all these greats and see what they're thinking in their matches or what what at the at that certain time. But um, that I that's think- one that um I'm gonna start listening to also. So please send me the link once you uh. Oh show, dude. Fo show. Once that comes uh, out. But um going back really quick to uh what we were talking about with Brian and Regal training, he's uh Brian's been mainly working with uh Jade Cargill, um, uh, which I think is fucking great because I think she has everything it 
you know what it takes to be a fucking star. I think she is going to be a star. Um, and I also want to take the chance now to get your thoughts on <laughs> on the match that she has on Double or Nothing. Uh, she's going to be defending the TBS Championship against Anna J. Apparently, she already beat Anna J before. I don't know if it was yeah. in the chase for the title or. It was, but, I, think, I think it was a little after because it was like Anna J and um, uh, Ty Conti. Some shit like, like that. Yeah, it was some weird shit. Um, I think it's going to be a, a squash match for the most part. I, I don't see this match going over five minutes. That's probably why they have so many matches because a match like this cannot last so long. I mean, Jade Cargill is being booked as a beast. So... I want to get your thoughts if you have any of this match and also what Jay Cargill has been doing with Brian. Um, I think it's great that she's working with Brian. It's the perfect person to work with, especially um, her in-ring work. Cause uh, I mean, she's definitely not learning, learning promos for Brian. I'm not saying he's bad, but he's not the best. Uh, I think that's good for her. Cause she does look like a star and she can be the star. She can be, if, I see it right now. She has the look of like a Charlotte Flair. Yeah. But just the talent is not at that level, which I think it'll, it, it can get there because she, unlike Shreena Deeb, is a young bug. She can only get better. You know what I'm saying? She, yeah, she's only going to get better, man. Um, but I think right now she's still got a lot to go left in this title run. I don't see them taking it off her anytime soon, especially she's doing the whole thing with the baddies. But, um, um, I don't, I don't, the match, I, I, I agree with you. I, I man, it's, we need something to fight about, but <laughs> yeah, dude, I agree with you. Like, <laughs> oh, is there not too good? I like Adam J, like, who the fuck cares? Who, who? I'm sorry. Like, even when, uh, the Dark Order was relevant. She wasn't, so um, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, so... um, But yeah, there's really not much to say too much besides about Jay Cargill, but moving on to this next match on Rampage, we had a bit of a tune-up match, squash match, whatever you may call it. Uh, the Young Bucks versus John Cruz and just some random, I think, and Taylor Rust, um, or John Cruz, I'm not sure who he is, but um, Taylor Rust was the other guy that they were um, facing off against, and he was actually one of the original members of Diamond Mine, um, or he was with Bivens, um, and he looks like, you know, he kind of reminds me of a Tony Nese. He looks like he's a fucking athlete, and uh, he's not too bad, but he's definitely still green. Uh, but that's besides the point, though. Um, you probably don't even know who I'm talking about since you don't really watch NXT. Um, um yeah, I don't, but I'm looking at pictures of him. But the Young Bucks, though, um, you would have found this, uh, pretty entertaining. He had actually, they came out as the cosplaying, like, the Hardys or whatever. Um, because oh, yeah. the Hardys have been calling them, um... Cosplayers cost you know hardy cosplayers or whatever so basically they did the whole matt fact you know how matt hardy used to come out with um oh uh, yeah version 1.0 baby yeah so matt, uh nick jackson is fucking dressed as jeff hardy with the face paint and matt jackson is dressed up as matt hardy um and then one of the facts that they put here on the side 
says Matt Jackson came up with the broken Matt character from a dream. Uh, and there was maybe like two or three other facts that they threw onto the screen. Um, Matt Jackson, he actually re um, he redid that one botch. I'm not sure if you've seen it where Matt Hardy like goes up to do his like pose on the middle rope. And then he like fell over. Have you seen that? Yeah, I see. <laughs> <And then, laughs> so he, he redid uh, it. Um, and it was weird because he did it and then like the camera like cut away from it. Um, so you didn't really get to see it all, but that's basically what they were shooting for. Uh, and the people in the cat like in the back where didn't realize it was supposed to be making fun of Matt and they thought it was a real botch. Yeah, so I thought it was great, man. And what made it even better is they came out with Gangrel. Yeah, I saw, I saw some photos of that. It's crazy. So they worked the whole match um, as the Hardys did the finishers, everything. Um, I honestly thought that was the most entertaining part of the show before we get to the main event, which we'll talk about. But I want to get your thoughts, though, on the match because we have not talked about that match yet here today uh that we're gonna see on sunday the hardys versus the young bucks mm, man i feel like they should have held and they should have held off on bringing in jeff the way they did or like if they knew that he was going to come in they should have worked on matt turning face a lot sooner because how long was he out from wwe before he went to AEW? Um, you're talking about Jeff? Yeah. Um, honestly, not too long. I mean, I, I don't think it was any more than two months. Yeah, it was. But at that point, once he's gone, I mean, Matt's talking with Jeff the whole time. He's got to know something. So it's just like, it was very quick they brought Jeff in. And, and, and rushed the shit out of, like, how Matt Hardy was gonna, you know, break off from Andrade and all the other dudes. Um, they kind of rushed it. It was just they just one fucking week. They just go out there and just say, "Hey, you know, this is not working out," or I don't know what the hell they said, and that was it. But um, yeah, it's, I, it's weird, man. But um, I guess it's an attraction. It's like still something awesome to see. I just feel the build up for it hasn't been all that great and a lot of the buildup has been on like their their youtube shit yeah so it's like put it on tv like i know you have a lot of shit going on but you can fit it in somewhere where there's we've talked about some shit that shouldn't have even been on there <laughs> come on i i uh, think um i i agree with you on that and i expect this match to be good um and this is not the first time they've met. I believe they met in Ring of Honor, if I'm not mistaken, or some other show, another indie show. I'm pretty sure Ring of Honor. I think you're right on that. But I I think it'll be a great match. I think uh, the Hardys are going to go over, though. What do you think? I think the Young Bucks are going to go over. It's not like... Um, it's not like... The Hardys haven't already lost anyways. I mean, Jeff Hardy's already lost recently. He's been in these matches that he shouldn't, he shouldn't be doing. Darby Allen, Jesus Christ. I blame Darby Allen. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, 
yeah, I think the Young Bucks are gonna go over. Um, I feel like they should go over. I don't see the real need for the Hardy Boys to win unless you're thinking about putting the titles on the Hardy Boys. Which I don't I know. I think they are, man. I think they they will because they want. They said it. They were cutting a promo. I believe it was on Rampage. Um, where they were like, "We're gonna complete like." Or we're gonna add another championship to our already legendary, you know, tag team status or whatever. But I do think they will, man. I don't know how they're gonna do it, when they'll do it, but I think they will at some point. Uh, they even acknowledged that this was the last run, like they said, you know, this last run or final run. I don't know how Jeff said it, but um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see what they go with. I think the I think the Hardys will go over, but we'll see. We'll see about that one. Um, but, uh, moving on to the next match here, we had Max Caster, who I'm a big fan of, uh, versus Dante Martin. Um, and you know, it was it was an all right match. Um, the fans, though, as we already know, they really love the acclaimed, and as they, they they came out. You know, they're they're doing the whole thing with the Gun Club. Yeah, they come out with the two ass boys, and <laughs> Billy Gunn is pushing uh, Bo- Bowens um, in a wheelchair because he had that whole injury or whatever. Yeah. Uh, um, and basically, you know, Max Caster does his rap as always, and then this is where he would normally give it off to to Bowens. Instead, he gives it to one of the ass boys. He says the wrong city, uh, and then. <laughs> They give it, they boo the shit out of him. Then they give it to the other guy. He says the wrong city. <laughs> and then Bowens is in the back in the wheelchair, like, no, no, no. Like, he's making these faces, like, no, like, give me the mic. Then they finally, Max Castro says, give him the mic. So they give it to Bowens. He's like, this is how you do it. And then he fucking does his thing. Everybody pops. And then he looks up at Billy Gunn, who's pushing him, and he's like, Scissor me, daddy, and then they like fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Oh, I gotta watch it. I gotta. I I didn't get to catch uh, Rampage this week. I uh, this this week because I had been busy all day today before we started recording. I'm definitely gonna watch that though, dude. So, oh man, I love that shit. Rampage was definitely better than the last two weeks, as we've talked about. But yeah, uh, Martin ended up scoring the win. Uh, with a springboard moonsault. Um, but for me, Caster lost. Yeah, he. Yeah, I'm not happy about that. They shouldn't be losing. There was some shenanigans going on. Um, so So base. Do you think this is gonna lead up to a feud of the uh, acclaimed and the Gun Club? Yes, I think it will. Um, and then after that, man, I want to see the acclaimed get a chance at the titles or something, man. Well, I mean, Bones has to be like he's really injured, so it's not like a a work injury. Is it so, a long, lengthy injury? I mean, he got knee surgery, bro, so he's gonna be out for a while. Fuck, dude, I know. Like they, they definitely should, but like with injuries like this, it sucks. But if Max Caster, because Max Caster, I love Max Caster. I love the uh, the acclaimed. I almost called the assassin. Jesus Christ, the acclaimed. Yeah, but um, Max Caster is still green. I know that. I love him. I love his shit. But he's still a little green. He he still needs a little bit of work in the in on the in ring stuff. But uh, hopefully he can. That's what he's gonna be doing now, especially with um, Bones out. 
and that way he, maybe he can be a TNT champion because that would be dope. Well, here's like a weird comparison. Might be, might be weird, but um, I think what they're doing with the Ass Boys and the Acclaim <laughs> and then Billy Gunn, it's giving me kind of like that old DX kind of vibe, like because they're just saying all these like you know not PG stuff, obviously. Yeah. Uh, um, and like they're just fucking around. It just gives me vibes of like what DX was doing early on uh, mm-hmm. in the late 90s, but um, I'm not saying it's DX, definitely not. They definitely will not go to that extent of some of the shit they were doing but back in those funny. days. But, um, when, uh, I think it was like two weeks ago on Rampage, um, Billy Gunn was <laughs> asking them about like they need a hand gesture, something that the, or like a, a, a thing, and then he's like, what are we thinking? Uh, I guess one of his sons is like, what are we thinking? Putting our hands up in the air. Then chat like pointing at her at her at her dicks or whatever the fuck they say something else. I'm paraphrasing. Very horrible about this. And Billy's <laughs> like, no, 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 that's horrible. That would never get over. Never. <laughs> Just like that shit. Um, I'm really digging this stuff that they're doing with the Gun Club and and the Acclaim because <laughs> some of the shit that they say, uh, especially yeah. Caster and Bones, especially towards uh, Billy Gun, because uh, Billy Gun's like treating his sons like shit. And treating Max Caster and Bones like like they're like they're something, right? So I've I've enjoyed it also, man. Um, but moving on though to the main event of Rampage, which I've been looking forward to this talking about this segment for a couple of reasons. Um, mainly because it's been well documented here as of late that you are a Chris Statlander fan, and I haven't been so much behind her. But yes, because you're blind you, and wrong. You will be surprised that after this match, or even before the match started, um, they did the usual uh, interview there with uh, Mark Henry um, before the main event, and yeah, I honestly came out of that thinking, "Wow, like that Lanner just cut possibly the best promo of her career and the best I've seen her do." But basically, Ruby Soho was talking about how ever since she came to AEW, she's been kind of lost in the shuffle or whatever. And this could be like her chance to turn her career around in AEW by winning this tournament and that it means, you know, so much to her. But then Statlander says, basically, she says that, well, I've been here since the beginning and I have nothing to show for it, you know, like, and, you know, she starts putting like some intensity into that promo I don't want to misquote her, but it's definitely something you need to go back and watch. And sure. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, kind of excited to see this match. So, um, you know, Mark Henry gives his, his usual, I think there's been enough talk. Oh, I love it. I love it's that. Time it's time for the main event. <laughs> Bro, and the fans love it. You can fucking hear them. So, oh, you got to have bas- that. You got to have something like that. So, basically, this match, you know, Started off um, as normal. Statlander had a you know a couple close calls where she almost uh, you know won this match. But if you note it, I mean, if you watch the match, Ruby Soho was targeting um, that shoulder, that bad shoulder by Statlander, and the knee or whatever that she had recently gotten injured on. Um, so she was attacking all of that, and man, the fans were. It's no denying that Statlander is over right now. 
and been over, bro. Don't even don't act like she's newly over. She's been over. Statlander had her whole, her whole alien shit, right? Hey. I was not a fan of it. It was good. Obviously, some people are, but this new direction is exactly what she needed. All right? Um, yeah, now, okay. She's not like one of these 90-pound girls who is nope. not believable. You know, Ooh. she's definitely in... She's got a good build. Now, the fans, though were not very pleased to see how Ruby Soho won this match because what? Ruby Soho wins, but oh, what happened God. was Statlander did some fucking, I don't know what it was, some kind of powerbomb thing or whatever, and everybody thought it was over right there. Ruby Soho kicks out. Then Ruby Soho, Statlander like goes to like try to pick her up or something, and Soho hicks just keeps kicking her shoulder from the ground. She's like laying on her back, kicking her shoulder. So then Statlander like fucking moves back to the ropes, bounces off of him, comes back. Soho attacks the knee and then does some weird roll up thing and pins her. And everybody in the front row is like, what the fuck? Like, like we totally thought that this is Statlander's night. And the crowd was just not having it with Ruby Soho. And I'm like, are we seeing Ruby Soho turn heel right here? And then Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, comes out to with the microphone. It looks like she's going to do a promo. She stops at the stage. And Ruby Soho's like, hold on, hold on. Don't say anything or whatever. Doesn't let Britt Baker say anything. And Ruby Soho starts saying that, you know, whatever she won. She doesn't cut a heelish promo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the fans are just booing the shit out of her, man, and they did not like that fucking um that ending. They really thought it was Statlander's night, and I was seeing the the backlash that they were getting online, and they still think that Soho is still a babyface. Uh, but where do they go from here? How are they gonna react to Soho on Sunday? When it's Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho, like, man, what do you think of this that I'm telling you about? I'm so mad, bro. Like, part of me wishes that I had seen this already. I should have watched Rampage today. I'm so mad that I didn't now. But you telling me this is like straight up reaction to it because I'm fucking pissed, dude. Like, why? Like, I don't give a fuck about Ruby Soho. I'm sorry. Like, who the fuck is she? Like, she wasn't anything in WWE. She's not anything here in AEW. I like her song. That's pretty much all I like about her. Um, right. <laughs> and, uh, man, but Chris Statlander, man, she's been here day one, dude. And, like, ever since she's debuted in AEW, she's like, I've, I've said it many times. Like, she's going to be the future. She's going to be one of the ones that's going to bring up this women's division because they're sorely needing real competitors in the women's division. Everything looks so fucking... Like, just like they're not putting everything into it. I hate that shit. I hate when it looks so fake. Like it looks like they're they're barely even touching each other, and um, that's what WWE has over AEW, like by fucking leaps and bounds. And they are all the AEW fanboys and can be like, oh, they hit, all they have is Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Bailey, and 
in talk well not Sasha anymore, but that was their argument. Sasha Banks and it's like, well yeah, they have fucking Charlotte Flair, Bailey, Becky, and fucking Sasha, which are homegrown. They're all from NXT. It's like, damn, what the fuck? Like, so you're gonna dog on WWE because they have great women's champions and that's what Statlander is gonna be for AEW. So I can see why people are mad. And AEW is going to have to figure this is going to be great though for the long run because if AEW yeah. can capitalize on this shit fuck man Ruby Soho has to turn heel at this point especially if depending on the reaction that they're going to get I think what happens on Sunday tomorrow the reaction that Ruby gets then yeah is going to dictate everything that will happen to her in the future more than likely he'll turn to come and then Statlander is only going to be built up from here on out she will be She's probably going to be the next TNT champion, T- TBS champion, my bad. I was thinking the same thing. Um, they def- Her time is definitely coming now. And like I said, after this match, I was like, damn, like they were super over. And the match was good. I thought um, Statlander did some good shit in that match. And I think they can use this. And like you said, they got to capitalize on it. Maybe they can build it up for like, all out or something and have Statliner finally win a championship and, and beating um Cargill because she's not gonna beat Thunder Rosa and if Serena Deeb no. wins, she's not gonna beat Serena Deeb. I think if anyone's gonna beat her, it'll be Thunder Rosa eventually, but um fuck man, Statliner's like one of the only ones on that roster that's gonna be like believable that she can beat mm-hmm. Jay Cargill because she's not a ninety pound fucking Asian girl. <laughs> who's been wrestling on TV like Riho and hey man, Riho needs to, okay go ahead I'm sorry <laughs> fuck Riho but um, like you said you said it perfectly tomorrow today whatever you're hearing this is gonna dictate what they do next how they move forward and I'm interested I'm finally interested to see how what they do here with Statlander um, but man I think Britt Baker will still win unless Ruby Soho wins just so they can boo the shit out of her. And, like, I don't know, man. Who do you think is going to win the match, though? At this point, I think, um, I think Britt Baker would win. But seeing how Ruby Soho beat Statlander, I could see AEW trying to have her win. Like, finally giving her, like, Okay, like it's like we we promised you you're gonna be a big part of AW. Here you can go ahead and win this this fucking tournament. So, Britt Baker, I want Britt Baker to win. Fuck Ruby. Well, well, they were saying that what they were thinking was gonna happen was that Ruby Soho was gonna get her revenge on Britt Baker because she lost to Britt Baker. I believe it was at the Grand Slam pay per view, or I'm not sure which pay per view it was, but um, or not pay per view, the show that they did the the stadium show. Um, and Ruby Soho was supposed to go into this match as the babyface. Now I'm not so sure. Yeah, um, that makes sense because Ruby Soho had the championship match against Britt Baker, right? And, and she, she lost. lost. Yep, yeah, yep, I remember that. So that's what they were thinking, like how this was heading towards. But it's gonna be interesting, man. This match kind of I don't know where it became interesting. Uh, but. I also wanted to talk about a couple more matches uh, that are going to be on the show that we have not gone through on this episode. Yeah. Um, the buy-in match, 
Hook and Danhausen, or Hookhausen, whatever you want to call it, versus Tony Nese and Mark Sterling. So it's almost like a two on one. Um, <coughs> no, two on two. I mean, it's like a one on one because I mean, Mark Sterling, like who the fuck is he? And Danhausen. So yeah. I, <laughs> I think it's gonna be mainly Hook and Tony Nese doing most of it. Um, you know, this is know. actually gonna show how good Hook really is because Tony Nese is he's a really good wrestler. This is probably like, in terms of like technical wrestling, like the best matchup that Hook has had. I can agree with that. Um, I fully expect Hookhausen to get the oh, uh, the dub, the dub here. Uh, but that's on the buy-in. And moving over to some of these other matches that are going to be on the main card. Start from the bottom. Uh, so we have Frankie Kazarian. Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti versus, uh, and this match actually got added on Rampage, versus mm-hmm. TNT champion Scorpio Sky, which did you see the belt? I like he, it, dude. Dude, I, I like fuck it. With it. It looks so good. Um, so, and then all you go, Ethan Page and Paige Van Zant. So it's going to be a mixed gender match, uh, which. Man, I don't really care too much about this match. I think Sky and in them boys and Paige Van Zandt or whatever, I think they're gonna win because the stipulation is if they do win, uh, Sammy Guevara or Frankie Kazarian can never challenge uh, Scorpio Sky for the TNT title again. Um, but it's kind of random that Frankie Kazarian is teaming with Sammy now. Apparently, he's a heel now with Sammy and Ty, it seems like. The, so, the problem is, is that they're treating Sammy Zayn like he's a baby Sammy, face still. You mean Sammy, Sammy Guevara? Sorry, bro. Uh, yeah, Sammy Guevara. <laughs> shit. I'm not high, I swear. Um, <laughs> they're, they're treating, he's been great, by the way, lately. He has been. I actually do want to talk about him a little later. Um, uh, but, um, Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti, they're, they're treating them like they're baby faces, but at the same time, they're heels. Frankie Kazarian is not a heel. He's a baby face. But uh, Sammy's... I almost said Sammy's name again. Sammy Guevara, uh, they just need to turn him heel already. They just need him to be heel, and that's it. Like, yeah, he's Randy Orton fucking 2004 or whatever fucking year Honestly, he won the World yeah. Championship. It's, he's not a... He's not a baby face. It's just not working out for him. He's an asshole. He's a born, he's just a natural asshole. Yeah, look at his face. It's a punchable face. Um, Very punchable face. Frankie Gazarian, I don't even know what the fuck they're doing with him. Um, He's up there in age anyway, so it doesn't matter anymore. But he's still uh, put on great matches, though. Moving on to another match that was added to Rampage. Wait, Wait, so you think that uh, Scorpio Sky, like, American top team's going to win? That's right. End of the year? Nah, I think actually Frankie Kazarian, Sammy Guevara, and Ty Conti are going to win. Um, I don't know, man. I don't. I, don't. I think this is going to be the end of this rivalry or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, I don't think so. I do not think so. But we'll see what's up because who's going to go after Scorpio Sky? Who, who, okay. So if you're saying Scorpio Sky and then we're going to win, who do you think is going to go after Scorpio Sky after this? Honestly, man, at this point, anybody but Sammy. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired of seeing it. He's already got the belt like three times, man. Like, how many more fucking times can he win it? Bring bring back Miro as a face. Take on Scorpio Sky. 
Oh, that would be something. I it's coming, man. I feel like it is. Might be tomorrow. We'll see. But uh, hopefully, dude. I miss Miro, man. Miro was fucking gold. Um, best TNT he was. champion outside of Brody Lee. Brody Lee is in a league of his own in terms of TNT champions. Miro um, was um Miro's, was up there. He's pretty great. Um, uh, another match that got added on Rampage to this already long list of matches is um, one that I think will be good. Uh, Darby Allen versus Kyle O'Reilly as oh, a shit. just I think it's just kind of like Darby saying that um, Kyle O'Reilly was the one that injured Sting. He's like it wasn't Adam Cole. It wasn't uh, Bobby Fish. It was you Kyle O'Reilly and um, basically he said if you don't accept this match I am going to interfere in Adam Cole's match, and I'm going to interfere in the Young Bucks match um, if you don't show up. So now that's official. Um, yeah, I, I, feel like, I feel like they're just adding people to just put them on the on the match like hard. Uh, that just seems so random. When did they attack? Oh, that was the other day when they they did the... Okay, I remember that now. I'm surprised uh, that they, don't, they didn't do their usual Casino Battle Royale shit. Yeah, that's how they usually put in everybody. But um, you're right, that's not in this year. They should have done that. But um, moving on to the final match that we haven't talked about yet is a a, a six-man tag, your favorite. Um, wait a minute, wait a minute. I gotta go back again. Who who are you picking for Darby Allen versus Kyle? Oh shit, I'm sorry. Um... I'm going with Darby Allen, man. Darby Allen? Yeah, I'm going with Darby Allen too. I mean, so he's cool. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, Darby Allen is like AEW's Rey Mysterio at this point for me. Like, not in terms of like how much they've done in it, but like he's the little guy that you can always count for. He's always like the underdog, no matter what, because of his size. And I love Darby Allen because we don't talk about Darby Allen too much. So that's why I'm bringing this up. I love Darby Allen because he wrestles. To his weight class, he's small, so he he picks points. He he targets like a body part. And he uses his whole body to attack somebody. Um, <clears throat> not like uh, Rio, bitch. Sorry. He takes it seriously, which I like. Um, mm-hmm. Everything he does, and don't be shocked if Kyle Riley wins this match. But I don't see him beating Darby Allen clean at probably their biggest pay per view of the year. No, um, but it's gonna be a good. You know, match. Um, finally, we get to the last match on the card uh, that we have not talked about yet, which is going to be Death Triangle, which consists of Pac, Ray Phoenix, a returning Ray Phoenix, by the way, and Penta Oscuro uh, versus the House of Black, which is obviously uh, Malachi Black. I was going to say Alistair. Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews, and Brody King. And honestly, I don't give a shit about this match uh, <laughs> because I'm not a fan of of um, that. And I don't give a shit what Pac's been doing lately. Um, Alex Abrahantes or whatever, the way he's been dressing up. I'm just not a fan of all that shit. Um, I, I was kind of intrigued at the Pento Scudo at first before Ray Phoenix came back. Uh, and him maybe going on a on a run by himself doing that thing, but just the way they booked it from the start, I was like, "Fuck, man!" Um, I hope this is not an every week thing, and it, it and it is. It's some bullshit, like always. I'm just not a fan of it personally. Um, 
And I wish House of Black was working with somebody else besides these guys. Um, but they but should like, win. House like, of Black, like, yeah. Um, they should win the match, but I don't. I really don't care. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I care less about this match. Um, House of Black, I think they should win. Uh, they're the. I just don't know who else can go against them though. Like who 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 is gonna be their next opponent? Like I just don't know. They they're probably just gonna go on a run where they just wrestle people and beat them and until they figure out who the fuck's next. I just I just don't know who it could be. BCC maybe. I don't know. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you saw the um that thing they did with uh, I already forgot her name. The one that's with um. Brian Pillman and um, Griff Garrison or whatever his name is. Um, oh, the the yeah, she had like an eye patch or something. She's like yeah, and, and they almost like had her like hit one of them with the chair, um, and then she like stopped herself or I don't even know what happened there. But I was kind of intrigued by what was going to happen there. I thought she was going to get like kind of brainwashed into joining them or something, but uh, I don't know if they're going to continue that. Um, but yeah, like I said, man. I don't care about this. Who knows who they could go up against next? Maybe it doesn't have to be a team. Maybe it could just be like Malachi Black as a singles wrestler, like, you know, with them in the background. Um, Something, you know, Brody King and Buddy Matthews can go off and do their own thing. But I hear that Tony Khan wants to make a, a, a triples or title, a tag team title. I don't know how the fuck they call it. I'm not. I'm not okay with that. I don't. I don't think that's. I, I don't like six men. That's like the worst type of match for me. I and fucking hate six men. And that's not the only reason why I don't want to see it. It's also because they're not gonna book it the way it should be. Um, no. when you look at what they've done with these other titles, so trios called trios yeah. title. <laughs> It'll get lost in the mix, like the WWE fucking women's tag titles. Um. But yeah, that was basically it for Rampage and this week in Dynamite. And we've talked about what's going to happen for Double or Nothing, which um, even though there's a lot of... I hope it's a great pay-per-view. I hope it doesn't feel like it's dragging because of all the matches. Um, I hope we have some energy left for the main event. Um, But moving on, we did want to talk about uh, something that we saw on Friday Night SmackDown. Two things, actually. Some honorable mentions because we just can't go a whole week without talking about them. I can't, at least. Yeah, it's not going to go unnoticed. This uh, great work is going to be uh, spotlighted here at the end. And I'll let you talk about the second segment that we're going to talk about here. But um, the first one was the Usos coming out and just really giving like this heartfelt kind of promo and i was like damn but you know they were speaking some facts about mm-hmm. you know their career um the crowd was loving it um i was like, i was loving it i was i was actually like i thought someone well, i don't want to say this uh but like yeah I, I thought something had happened something real and so i was like dang this is it's emotional i thought it was like, gonna be like a real moment um but it, it didn't end up being that. Uh, but still, a, uh, still a great segment, I thought. Yeah, and how it 
it's just such a great promo. And then, um, and it was from Jay, you know, main event Jay. And yeah, then, man. He lets Jimmy go ahead, and Jimmy, you know, it seems like he's gonna, um, <coughs> sorry, he's gonna agree. And then he says, for the past twelve years, we realized that we needed nobody. And fuck, <laughs> dude, man, I, I was got, bro, I was. Hook, line, and sinker, man. They fucking got me. I was like, some bitch. I was like, damn, man. I loved it. I loved every single bit of that shit. Once they switched up and fuck, man. Man. I, I, I had been worked. I've been worked, bro. Dude, we talk about FTR a lot being possibly the best team in the world. But, I mean, the Usos, I mean, come on. And they've done it for so long. Um... If you say that the Usos aren't a great team, you're just a hater at this point. They're one of the best tag teams in the world. It's it's the Usos, FTR, Young Bucks, and the Briscoes. Yeah. Tell, I, tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong. And not, not in any particular order, but I have those four as well. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, great fucking promo. Like I said, we cannot go unnoticed. Uh, nope. So we just want to talk about that, but uh, what happened after that, uh, later that night there, Nico? Alright, so later that night on SmackDown, it was announced that the KO show, a Raw segment, was going to be taking place in SmackDown. They were going to have a member of the Bloodline <laughs> come into the fucking show. And then this is how, these are all my notes. This is how I wrote it down. It's like, KO show on SmackDown announced as having a member of the Bloodline. I'm guessing it's going to be Sami Zayn, which would be hilarious. And lo and behold, he brings out the locker room leader, Sami Zayn. They embrace. They have, they're, they're just complimenting each other. Uh, KO is saying Sami Zayn is the locker room leader that they deserve. And then Sami Zayn agrees with Kevin Owens that uh, Ezekiel and Elias are the same person. It's just one person. And where does it get off the rails? At one point... Uh, I think uh, Kevin Owens tells Sami Zayn that he needs to come to Raw, like drop everything that he's doing on SmackDown, come to Raw with him so they can oust um, Ezekiel, Elias, whatever the fuck. And yeah, and and then Sami Zayn's like, um, I don't know, man, I I got I got things to do, and then he calls Kevin Owens Oose, and then <laughs> shit goes off the rails, bro. But before that, it was already gold. At this point, like the whole segment has been gold. They're just fucking. Great, and I have been asking for this for weeks already, and it's like they they were listening to me or something. It's like they're got into my iPhone and shit. They put them <laughs> two together, dude, and it was it was exactly what I expected. Like usually, your expectations are are so high that it ruins everything. My expectations were not high enough. I was smiling, I was cracking up, and then they just start <laughs> jabbing at each other. Fucking, <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna talk about this real quick. Once Sami Zayn told uh, Kevin Owens that Ezekiel and Elias are the same person. He hugged him? <laughs> he hugged yeah. that same I wrote that same shit, bro. I lost it because he just like abruptly like just hugged them. Like didn't even get to finish what he was saying. No. I, I was like. Sami Zayn's like, are, are you crying? And he's like, no, 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 I'm not crying. I just just think that everyone in Raw is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Dude. This that is what I live for, bro. This is what I live for in wrestling. <laughs> like, fucking, this was entertaining, like, so fucking much. And it just seemed like a, like, like a couple, like, breaking up or, like, trying to get back together, but then something <laughs> fucks it up. And, like, 
even um, Sami Zayn calls uh, fucking Kevin Owens stupid, and that Elias and Ezekiel are definitely two different people. And then fucking Kevin Owens drops a, uh, a bombshell on Sammy, saying that he's not even a part of the fucking bloodline, that he's nobody, he's a joke. Um, <laughs> it was lying, yeah. he says. I was like, damn. <laughs> Dude, it was it was a great segment. And even like when uh, Kevin Owens was, was trying to apologize as they're walking away, fucking Sammy Zane pushes him. And, man, it was such a great segment. Like, I, I like honestly the best part of that of, of SmackDown because SmackDown was like, eh, it was a, it was an okay show, it was a whatever show, but they damn, gave him uh, an honorary oose, oose, honorary oose, backstage <laughs> man. But yeah, it was fucking gold, man. And like you've said before, that E is so fucking important sometimes, mm-hmm. um, because damn, that shit was gold, man. That was fucking gold, and it was just. Ah, I we I, I had to talk about it this week because yeah, there's no way I was going to go a whole week to talk about it when it was out of relevance. Uh, yeah. But such good shit. And go ahead and take it away. But that's basically going to do it. Uh, we're about at that time uh, for this episode. And like we said before, we are going to be watching Double or Nothing uh, today when this drops. Um, and it's going to be... I'm hoping it's going to be great, man. And we are going to be reviewing the show uh, for our WrestleMe episode for this week. Um, so I can't wait for that. WrestleMe. Damn it, bro. WrestleMe. WrestleMe. You can't say, you're saying it with the W. I can hear the W. There's no W in Wrestle. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to the pay-per-view. Um, and then, of course, if you haven't already, follow us on Twitter. Please go follow us. It's at Let's Wrestle Pod. Um, and of course, if you haven't heard last week's episodes or before that, make sure you go catch up on that and check those out. Um, but yeah, man, uh, any final, any final thoughts for the people? For the for the people, just want to tell y'all that for pieces of shit, you should go to our Twitter and Let's Wrestle Pod. And uh, check out our link tree in case you don't watch this shit on Spotify. It'll tell you where you got to go. Either Apple iPod, <laughs> Amazon fucking pod, Google pod, your mother's pod. Just go there. Go to the link tree. Click on wherever you want to fucking go and let's have a good time. You sound like that one dude from uh, <laughs> Jericho's group. Those was trying. Those was trying. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's going to do it for us. Um, make sure to check us out on Tuesday when that episode drops. Um, and this has been Let's Wrestle with Dan. I'm Nico. Peace out. <laughs>